Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to episode 291 of the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And I'm really excited to bring you this interview with Paul and Sam from Paul's Rib Shack Barbecue in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Their location is about three hours from New Orleans and two hours from Houston. And I was looking on the map, if you went from Houston, you go through Beaumont, so you can hit 1701 Barbecue, and then go over to Lake Charles and go to their place, and you're going to want to visit. This This just sounds like a spectacular location. They're really dialed in on the food, and we, we get into detail as to how this all came about, and it all came about really because of something called the rib list, and Paul will get into that. And a quick aside, before we did this interview, Paul and Sam sent me a bunch of barbecue, turkey, beef ribs, ribs, brisket, and they packed everything, which was so smart, with frozen green beans, big bags of frozen green beans. So I had tons of green beans, lots of leftover. I was able to give some to some friends, so that's a kinship, and it really ties into what they're all about. Their food was fabulous, wonderful. Turkey was just killer. Everything was really great. The brisket, they really know what they're doing. And then now when you hear their story, you'll understand how they progress from just cooking for friends and for people and for church to getting a food truck, to getting their location and the hurricane that came through and how they dealt with that. It's a super, super interesting story. But what's most important is that they are super, super passionate about barbecue. They're making their sausage from scratch and they learned that from John Lewis, from Lewis Barbecue. They've also gone to Amy Mills and Mike Mills rest in peace Mike uh, when he was alive they went to their class the business of barbecue in Murfreesboro Illinois they even went to whole hog extravaganza it's hard to say <laughs> their class too about whole hogs so they could do whole hog but they have a number of pits they have jambo pits they have a pit from Myra Mixon they really care about what they're doing they're trying to bring Central Texas style barbecue to Louisiana but also having a Louisiana spin and they talk about their menu in depth and there's things on their menu that you wouldn't see at a Central Texas style barbecue place it's I, I can't thank them enough for taking the time and for their positivity and kindness. And you can tell that what they do is, re is really special and they want to share that with the people in the area and the people that visit. And the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast and YouTube show is brought to you by Centex Smokers. You can check them out at Centex underscore Smokers on Instagram. They're out of Luling, Texas. Michael Johnson's is doing killer stuff. Follow him on Instagram. Check him out. Give him a DM. I used to say it's four to five months when we just first started our partnership and now... He's out to 12 to 14 months. So if you want to get a pit, better get your order in quickly. Again, that's Centex underscore smokers on Instagram. And I'm super honored to have Flores Tortillas as a second sponsor of the show. You can check them out at florestortillas.com. Michael Wyant used to have Flores Barbecue. Now he's doing tortillas made with smoked beef tallow. They are incredible. I've sent them to dozens of people and now I'm honored to have him as a sponsor of the show. You have to check them out. Follow him, and then the drops are usually at 10 a.m. Texas time, Central time. Get your order in quickly because they sell out really fast. But you can also get them at a number of locations in Texas. At Dozier's Barbecue, CM Smokehouse in Austin. In Waco, you can go to Guest Barbecue as well as Hellberg. A number of spots, and I'll, I'll put a link below to that. I have an article about where you can find the stuff. But again, Flores Tortillas, I'm super excited to have them on board. You have to check them out. You will be amazed at how great those tortillas are. Oh, and a quick aside, if you do get them delivered to you, make sure you put them in the refrigerator because they're made with no preservatives, no additives. So you have to make sure that they are refrigerated. And if you're enjoying these, please subscribe. That way you don't miss out. Hit the bell notification because I'm doing two or three of these per week. I have a website at kevinsbbqjoints.com. I have something really, really big. I've been kind of promoting it, but it's coming out really soon. It's going to be amazing. I think you're really going to love it. 
But the end, stay safe and enjoy this with Paul and Sam. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Doing man. great. Doing what so a, good. What's what's a day? What's a usual day like for you? Like a, today is is Thursday. So what would Thursday be like usually for you guys? Well, man, it's it's always hectic, but <laughs> we got a great rhythm. I mean, Sam, tell us about a Thursday at the yeah. What's a Thursday like, Sam? And nice to meet so you. Thurs- Sam. <laughs> nice to meet you. I think uh, Thursdays are we get here and start the fires about five a.m. and and we'll open, we open usually around 11, but between 5 and 11, we're prepping, taking meat off, That's you right. know, getting ready for service. And then, uh, you know, we'll usually have a, a big lunch rush. We got a lot of workers here, so they uh, they really come right at 11, line up at the door, which is always fun. And uh, <laughs> It's a great feeling because I worked at a barbecue place, and it's a great feeling, but it's also, it adds that tension a little bit yeah. in, in the background. <laughs> yeah. You really get hyped up. You're like, oh, these people, they're ready to go. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, get ready for dinner. And uh, we usually have, I think in the spring, we're having music every night. So we got musicians or some event friends going on. Friends trivia tonight. So yeah, you may want to drive over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if I start right trivia. now. Friends trivia, is that different than like a regular? What kind of, I mean, or just bring your, oh, like friends trivia, like I would have a friend with me on my team. Well, or like is... the TV show. So we've oh, done the different TV show. trivia <laughs> nights for TV shows. Yeah, sorry. The old gosh, I think I'd win. I think I'd do pretty well. I, I have, <laughs> I'm sure my mind is a little foggy, but I think I <laughs> well, wouldn't do well. Let's let's kind of take a step back. Well, first off, what's Lake Charles like? And then so people can kind of get the set the scene as what Lake Charles looks like. Charles is about 80,000 people in the city proper, about 200,000 in the county. We call them parishes because everything's weird in Louisiana. Uh, about 200,000. <laughs> awesome. uh, we've got a big kind of uh, uh, industrial processing center, un- local university. It's kind of a sportsman's paradise, hunting, fishing, all that fun stuff. It's my hometown, Sam's too. Well, all the adjoining little towns. And uh, it's great, man. We love it here. It so, is hot so, and humid, however. Yeah. So the, the humidity, yeah. I'm used to hot. Hot is, we have like six or seven you know, days a year that it's cold here in Los Angeles, yeah. but it's, but we don't have that humidity. Is it, so, it used, so it made sense to open a place there in lake charles because this is your home this is home yeah absolutely are you getting a lot of people that come in are they coming in from outside or are they is it mostly local or is your weekday business more local and then travelers on the weekend well we have some traveling uh traffic there's two big casinos that are kind of destinations about two miles away and then now we have uh, a lot of people in from all over the world actually we met people from canada from australia who are here doing work either construction work or recovery specific construction work. And we found that we get groups that come every week. This is their home away from home. They'll have their kind of squad uh, encouragement time. And it's been really fun to meet people from all over. Well, it's, and it's funny how communal barbecue becomes and how not the number one breaking bread in general eating, but barbecue and especially your location that outdoor setting, I know you have indoor seating, but your outdoor seating looks spectacular. Yeah, it's super fun. We love the backyard. So you were saying, Sam, that you have music, live music every night. It's, I thought it was just weekends for a while, and then it goes to every night during the summer, kind of, or as we get in the summer. Yeah, it was uh, weekends for a little while, because honestly, the weather here is a little unpredictable. So uh, <laughs> when it's cold, we, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of people sitting outside and that's really the only space we have for music is outside. And so we just have weekends for a little while and now, but spring's so great here. And, uh, you know, the weather's so nice. We're like, we need to have music every that's night. That's so nice. How, how great it is also that? Helps, 
it also helps our uh, musicians since they've been kind of right really affected by COVID, and a lot of the musicians oh. are friends of mine. So we really want to. We we had musicians really play on the front porch, so we kept all our gigs and kept them playing and gigging uh, when we did takeout only. So they would play for everyone oh. in their cars yeah. last year. Ah, oh, that makes me feel so Great. good. That's so nice, and it's and people don't realize all the different nuanced business all the businesses that were affected and i know that i know that there's some people i think van morrison in uh, europe was he's upset because of live music and he has his opinions whomever whatever you want to believe but it's it's it does affect that the live biz the live music is where a lot of artists make their money that's that's because the streaming i don't think they make as much as they used to in the old the old days, if you'd sell a bunch of CDs, you'd be one of the richest people on the planet. It's, <laughs> yeah. It, so, Paul, how did you start this business? And it was, it was, what's the hashtag rib? Was it a rib line or I mean, rib list? The rib list. Yeah. yeah. Well, 2012, uh, my kids and I went to one of the roadhouses and they ate a rack of ribs and talked about how fun it was. And then I had a college group that I led uh, and one of the guys in there talked about cooking ribs. And so I'm, I had a Saturday, a pretty random that I didn't have a lot to do. And I, I texted him, what's your rib recipe? Oh, top secret, don't tell anybody. And I went to the store and picked up whatever he said and had a, a charcoal grill, right, on the yard. And I cooked a rack of ribs. And then pretty soon thereafter, I discovered how much dudes like talking about barbecue. And I <laughs> yes, had, they do. I, I was at somewhere, I have, I'm go all over and somebody, I was chatting with him and I said, well, look, I have room for two racks on my pit. So give me your number. And the next time I'm cooking, I'll let you know and you can come pick it up, try it out. And again, this wasn't every weekend at that time. It was just, just getting started, just playing. Yeah. And uh, so I, I made a list on my phone. I called it the rib list. And then after a little while, it kind of picked up steam. And I, I just, lo- I like making friends. I happen to love Jesus. I love sharing that. But, you know, we're going to be friends either way. I mean, low yeah, and slow, yeah, yeah. just like barbecue, right? We're just going to get and hang out. and Barbecue is religion, too. <laughs> it is. Religion. Yeah, it can be for sure. So, <laughs> so after uh, a while, I just... Uh, started doing a little bit more and a little bit more and I invite people over and then I cooked for this uh, family youth counseling agency. It's a group that does several programs in town and I was on the board and I volunteered to cook for the board meeting, which is okay. at 11 a.m. And there's about 30 people in the room, staff and volunteers. And I'd never cooked for 30 people and I'd surely never cooked to be ready at 11 a.m. And I we used a Weber Smoky Mountain at that time. And I <laughs> cooked, it, I thought the ribs were, the ones on the top rack were pretty done. The ones on the bottom rack, not very done. <laughs> And for the next several meetings, that's, you know, the pre-meeting where you're chit-chatting, that's all people wanted to talk about. And they're like, man, that was, that was really cool. And so that just kind of kept us getting encouraged. Oh, that's so and interesting. Sam joined in and helped me as these uh, projects got bigger. And then we learned together, you know, it was, it was oh, so, so Sam's, you've been there since the early days. I got, yeah, absolutely. Ah, how were, how, sure. in your opinion, how were those ribs at the beginning? How were the ribs at the beginning? Uh, you know, <laughs> memories are, are hard to remember. They were great. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm I wish sure. I, no, that, there was, I just read, I'm reading uh, Travels with Charlie, which is Steinbeck, and he travels with his dog across the country. And there's a, yeah. a, a line about memories, about something about the red. I, I wish I remembered that right now. I just read it last night. I'm like, oh, there's a great line about how yeah, memories are, de- yeah, you definitely can shape your Food, memories. Food's an emotional experience or any mm-hmm. any gathering. So For people sure. tell me they, they've been to a certain Texas barbecue joint 20 years ago and they remember that. And I, I just thumbs up, but, you know, go back and test, right? Because, you, you know, but they were great. I mean, they were. Yeah, you really remember how it made you feel. Yeah. Not necessarily how it yeah, tasted not, or yeah. anything. I mean, for me, uh, barbecue was, if it's burnt, it's done. You know, <laughs> and so we'd rather have it done than. I mean, that's how you know, my dad and yeah, my dad and parents. That's how we'd barbecue. Is uh, 
we'd pretty much burn it and uh which i loved i mean it just reminded me of uh-huh. you know being outside with uh mom and dad and you know such a great getting memory to, getting to cook outside is just it's different and so it was uh there's a lot of good memories but so i do remember those ribs being better than that and uh so to me they were good and uh they were better than the bar i thought i hated barbecue for the longest time because i'd go to local some local barbecue restaurants and i just didn't like it and then we started doing i'm like oh this is different this is this is great so that's that's really what i remember about those uh first days and also just you know spending all day smoking ribs like you're gonna have pride in it and so i just remember those being very good i'm not sure if it's because they were actually good i think probably what we do now is better (laughs) yeah well no you always improve but it's also that kinship and being with a friend like doing doing things doing a project like that together especially food related is a lot of fun did you guys at that beginning stages think there might be a restaurant coming someday or how did how did that how did you get from doing that to a restaurant well, I was a banker for 16 years, a commercial banker. Okay. And if you want to turn a large fortune into a small one, I recommend restaurants. That's a terrific vehicle. I have a couple stories about, you know, you try to, you, as a bank, you can't tell the borrower what to do, right? It's their life, but you can kind of lead them like, are you sure? Have you thought this through? Did you, did you have a, do you have a plan? So we just did our thing in the, in the driveway, right? We, we started cooking and sharing with a few people then a few more. Then we cooked for this little gig and that little gig and this ministry project and that one. And it got bigger and we start borrowing equipment and uh, Sam was, became really faithful help. You know, get, we got it all together. And uh, then we decided to buy this food truck really just because I got tired of borrowing all that equipment. And then we could say yes to any charity gig we wanted. People would call and, or we would want to help, you know, with this or that. And man, you know, we don't have the stuff. It's just such a pain. It'd take three days to go do a one day cook, one day to go pick everything up, do the event and then bring it all back. It wasn't just ribs. It was other, right? You were starting to. Oh yeah. Well we took, yeah, we took a little step. It was amazingribs.com. That was probably the place I learned the most uh, meatheads website. Yeah. Yeah, and we would we would cook uh, ribs first. That's just the easiest thing. And then we cooked pork butts a few. And then we took us a year to cook brisket. Uh, you go to the store and you pick them out. And then I figured out, I, I, I called a, a friend who owns a local grocery supply company. I said, I need good briskets. I don't need maybe the best, but I need good briskets. And they were black 1855, the black boxes. Oh, yeah. And it, there's still some in my garage. I can see the date stamps. It was 2015. <laughs> and we bought, we go buy cases of their upper two-thirds choice. And uh, 1855, and they were great. And it took us a year. I think one of my timeline picks is our first brisket, which I actually tore in half. I had cooked brisket for our college group before. I would, you know, trim it and put it in the oven for 20 hours at 200 degrees, and, and yeah. it was good. You know, yeah. it was fine. So we learned that, and it took a year to to really press in and learn brisket. And I had a whole tomb, like I, I kept them like tombstones. The black. We try to open them carefully now. I store stuff in them, man. And uh, then we would learn next. We did. The year we did beef ribs, you can't buy them. You know, you can get the little shorties at Sam's Club once in a yeah. while where they cut them. And so I had to buy a $900 case of beef ribs. And again, <sighs> we never sold one thing and didn't want to sell anything. We were just, this was all fun and ministry. We bought this big old case of beef ribs. And you remember how great they were? 
Oh, you know, we, we would cut yeah. them individually most of the time and they're just spectacular. But and was this you know, around 2016, 2017 around then? Or probably or time 16, is it? <laughs> time is we did the first beef ribs, maybe early 17, yeah, 16 probably. This is off the then food the, truck. Then, yeah, then the thought was we do the food truck and then really we went to a ministry conference in Dallas and we ate at Lockhart Smokehouse in uh, Oak Cliff. And that was the first good barbecue joint i'd ever been to just be, i can't remember one i mean we would just go to whatever and stop somewhere no big deal and and we kind of all of a sudden got a wind of how big a deal this texas style barbecue was we mm-hmm. hadn't thought about it and again we didn't know i mean it was great and uh, i thought hey man you know and the whole meal was good i guess we'd been anyway i thought man this is this is uh really nice and as we kind of opened the door of seeing how big a deal the texas barbecue scene was yeah, I got a little starts to... maybe there's a commercial play in here that's not just pushing a rock uphill. A lot of restaurants, Louisiana does not have a barbecue identity. We do pork steaks. We do oven-baked chicken with barbecue sauce. And now the Couchon Delay is a cool Cajun tradition. Dig a hole, cook a pig. We didn't know all that. So anyway, that kind of gave me some encouragement to think maybe there's a commercial play in here. And, and we just kept being faithful to what we had in front of us. And then that we did the next thing. What were you cooking off of? in the truck did you have a trailer behind the truck or how did you No, no we well i have uh there's a cool pick we had all our we had the day of the stick burner so we had we went from the weber smoky mountains so we had three of those at one point and that's we were cooking on and then and then we need to try to offset so i drove to houston i have a picture of us at bucky's for every texas trip i think we've picked up nine pits from texas and have a we stopped at bucky's and take a selfie yeah i bought little tex which is a little uh barrel offset uh probably a 30 inch 24 inch pipe and we cooked on that and uh, we cooked for david crowder on that i have a picture with two weber smoky mountains and little tags on this trailer i think i saw that photo. and then we ha- i bought this big vault cooker i was trying to think how can you sleep at night you know everyone's trying to solve that puzzle so i bought yeah. this big homemade vault cooker with a um, uh, gravity fed it had a 16 inch uh, grate big old box yeah and we cooked on that and then we said which one's better so we we kind of learned early on change one thing at a time test evaluate you know so i i became pretty adept at how to set a weber smoky mountain and i kind of i didn't really enjoy the mods all the fans and all that now let's just set them and work it and we figured out how to run that a cleaner fire changed everything Mm -hmm. way back when the first ribs we cooked there was no smoke ring and i i only noticed later because i never took a picture of a profile i would just take the picture of the bark because the profile was all gray no smoke ring. Well, you've run a dirty fire and we didn't know yeah. any of that. Dimension. Yeah, that's yeah. It takes time to figure that out. Yes. Yeah. So we had the day of the stick burner. We cooked, you know, 10 briskets, five on uh, my Jambo, or maybe it was a little text. I don't remember. Probably a Jambo. And then five on the big revert, uh, gravity fed pit, invited 25 people over. Everybody loved everything, but the, the stick burner got a hundred percent of the first place folks. So that's the day we decided to stick with the stick burner. So that was a jambo it, that stick burner. We had a jambo. Yeah. Which is in my, in my driveway. And then we bought jambos are good. Nah, jambos are great, man. Beautiful. Jamie made beautiful. Amazing bar. Jamie, it's phenomenal. It's great. So then on the trailer, we were on a quest to figure out what's the most food that we can cook on an eight and a half foot wide trailer. You know, it's a long, it's, kitchen in the front and a deck on the back an offset you know you lose a lot of room with the firebox so we bought a myron mixin which is a stick burner with a water pan in the center so the water pans are heat shield water never gets above 212 degrees so you can uh, put a lot of food on there so it's a we've fed a lot of people out of that we actually did a thousand person gig off really of with the myron mixin one you're the first person i've talked to that's actually used the myron mixin i know it 
a lot of people have them, but yeah, Vitalizes. good. Wow, I like them a lot. They um they really keep moisture well. They're super insulated, so they it's really good for a a trailer. I mean, we cooked quite a bit of food. I mean, yeah, we did the thousand person gig. That was forty nine pork butts. Wow, thousand pieces of chicken, and uh, <laughs> so that's just I think two rounds of pork butts. No sleep. No sleep. That's a very key ingredient generally. Yeah. And that took, I mean, that took what? That took us like five days to pull off that one event with just the two of us because we, all the days of prep and then uh, just getting there at 5 a.m. every day and putting stuff on. And he slept on the truck and I went home and uh, he put on the chick first round of chicken. And then I think we had three rounds total and then took the rig all the way to the city next to us um, because that's where the gig was. And then we spent all that morning, all that afternoon, um, pulling butts, taking chicken off. And then in 30 minutes, we boxed a thousand. We, we had some <laughs> friends for this part. We yeah. Had, you uh, would hope so. I'm like, you know, uh, some of his employees from uh, his other business and, uh, some of our friends were like, we need all of you here to help us with this. And, um, and so we boxed them in 30 minutes and, uh, and we were just running to get stuff off the truck to re you know, whatever people needed, but it was hectic. And I think we slept for a while after that gig. Yeah, no, I, was this for a charity gig or like, or for, for a church? That was or a paid was, gig. It was a first, gig, yeah. I wanted to prove that we could do it. We did one, we bought a grillmeister and cooked 225 ribeyes for a friend four hours away. Just can we do it? So we did this big thousand person gig and I'm like, well, can we do it? Catering's a big deal. And so I, we just wanted to prove up and we were willing to pay the price. Yeah, it was, it was a tough, tough couple of days, but it was great. Were you still doing the banking and were Sam, were you doing something else too? Or were, do, were you guys all in at that time? I bought uh, some laundromats and that was ah. my vehicle to quit my day job, be able to do ministry stuff with half my life and make a living with the other half. So gotcha. And then, and then the barbecue just became our friend making adventure. And then, and we bought the food truck and we launched that in 2017. I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I met him uh, quite a few years after he had already bought the laundries and quit banking. And um, and so I was working at Laundry World with him and um, oh. and doing uh, a lot of the, well, at that point, I think I was doing a lot of marketing and selling to hotels around us, but also some of the logistical stuff of, you know, running to go get, um, you know, supplies and stuff like that. We but, still uh, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, this, so there's a, is a laundry component still there? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've always heard, you know, what's funny is that I've always heard that that's such a great business. If, if you're savvy and you know what you're doing and, and you, and you were dealing with commercial banking. So you probably saw it from a different angle too. I didn't have any laundry clients, but I did learn a lot about small business. My dad was an entrepreneur and uh, you know, it's fun, uh, yeah. but there's lots of ways to, everything's hard work. There's Everything no, is. I yes. haven't found any, of these uh pay you know paycheck businesses where you just get <laughs> mail mailbox money yeah, but, yeah like we're fill, fill envelopes to make money at home those are the people but... who never lose at the casino all the people with mailbox money you know? yeah it's yeah. like i was watching kitchen nightmares or something and this guy uh his restaurant was failing and and he was like i just thought if i could hire the right staff it'd basically run itself and i'm sitting uh, there like are you kidding me uh, he is that like it's <laughs> that is I, <laughs> I was like i don't I don't know who lied to you. That's, isn't, that uh, one, that's yeah. what, isn't that one of those bless your heart kind of moments? Like where you're like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> man, I feel bad for this guy. Yeah, well, it's and it's and it's working in restaurants. I realized working in a restaurant is one of the hardest things you can do because the hours, the time, the coordination, the the staff, and there's a lot of moving parts when you have a restaurant. Well, yeah. then how do you go from that to the restaurant, and then how 
when does mother nature get involved with this whole we went to this charity gig uh, well a church hired us to cook at this park okay sitco park and we went over there brought the rig we cooked all day we'd show up for those kind of gigs we would we would show up about i don't know 5 a.m and or maybe it was an evening gig yeah so we cooked all day and it has this ring of trees and we were in the shade all oh. day and then uh the guests came and they all ate in the shade in the center and when we left there and i talking to sam like we were we were toying with the idea of a restaurant there was like a cheap place that we were looking at it was have been cool and and i said we trees those trees weren't that wasn't Magical that great problem. so i literally i'm from here right banker i'm you think you know everything every part it's not that big of a city it's not houston it's not los angeles and i said no no no. there's a hidden gym somewhere and i started praying and i would carve out 30 <laughs> minutes several times a week and i literally canvassed blocks there's a there's a hidden gym somewhere right there's there's two houses we can buy, tear one down or something. And about six weeks in, I came to this site and I stood in the backyard under these oaks. and I talked to the gentleman and it was about, it was in August and it was two in the afternoon. And after about 30 minutes, I noticed after we finished, I thought, I haven't thought about air conditioning this whole time. Now huh. that's a miracle in Louisiana. It's oh, yeah. hot, humid. And so anyway, we, we pursued that and this worked out. It's on a, it's on a terrific road, right? Three miles south of the casinos, kind of on a real main drag. And there's this backyard where the trees are. And you can kind of, you, I don't know, if we, we turn the gain down. Maybe you can hear the road noise, but you can. I could hear a bird. What was that? There was a bird, right, at one point I was hearing? Yeah, there was a bird. Uh, Sam's dog, Barbecue, you should follow him on Instagram. <laughs> Q, the barbecue dog, uh, barked a minute ago. But we, I could just picture we could be back here and put the pit room behind us, kind of make a shield, and people could kind of forget where they are. And the trees are majestic. It so looks idyllic. It doesn't look like, yeah, look, I thought you were way off. That's yeah, like yeah. Off the beat there's path, a big but. Kroger right there, big brand new Kroger uh, shopping center, and there's wow. a five lane thoroughfare right out the front door. And we we have limestone parking lot. It looks rustic. There's a house on piers, and we uh, we put I put lights all in the trees. The and when I was putting the lights amazing. up, I listened to barbecue podcasts. So I listened to <laughs> fifty of yours, maybe more. I listened to a Restaurant Unstoppable. I'd never worked in a restaurant, not one day, uh, and. So we just uh, we bought, secured the place and started the plans and the renovation was so much work. I mean, six months of hard construction, I'd say, you know, 80 to 110 hours a week, every week. And we made it happen. Imagine. And yeah. the truck was out front. We parked the truck out front and sold food two days a week for the year that it took us to get. Ready that makes sense. That's a smart idea. Yeah. When we when I started doing the majority or the, the heavy lifting of the barbecue, uh, especially with the truck. I think I was, I'd work 75 to 80 hour weeks for a couple of years when we, especially when we have the truck, I mean, it was hot in that truck, Trucks but it was, work. but it's, you know, it's, it always, really kinda, it's hot without the weather. It's hot in that truck. Yeah. It's, it's a trial by fire in that truck. I think that, um, you know, they complain when our kitchen gets hot now in the summer and I'm like, oh, no. well, we can go, we can go in the truck, <laughs> you know, we can do that. But, uh, but no, just, I mean, we just do it. We push ahead and find a yeah. way. So I mean, it's just me for a while. So I'd listen to uh, your barbecue podcast. I'd listen to the, you know, a bunch of others. And, and I mean, I think we, we just got really obsessed, you know, really obsessed with everything barbecue. And how to make and, it the best. We kept learning. What can we do to make it better? We don't cut one corner. We don't buy anything because it's cheaper. And we're, if two things are equally good, we'll buy what's cheaper. But yeah. We want to make it the best we know how, and we're always learning. And the fact that now we've got, we do the four days a week so that the crew can have 
one crew to lead the charge That's... and you really know where the tip of the spear is right because you do the same thing sam's in charge of all that he's cooked food for all the public events we've ever done i'm the helper and because i've got other fish to fry you can't do everything you can't and it's smart not to do everything like if you design a building and build it and manage all those things and make a living and get the capital to do all this stuff and be here cooking you know every day that's so i would not have done it if it weren't for sam and so, so it's been, like that's that's the con, for sure that, yeah he, that's sam's, the glue you guys are the glue the, sam's sam. great and uh he gets embarrassed so i'll brag on him some and you know so 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 sam did you so so i was lucky enough to have received some amazing barbecue from you guys sam did you cook that barbecue was that the was yeah. that or yeah. those it, it's and let's i want to talk me about your crew food. i mean like it's not just me anymore no, i know it can't be great that. crew and great stuff, crew. So. two thumbs up on our crew but how do you yeah. have not you have nine pits we have not here we have three big pits here <laughs> yeah, so we've got say. the two thousand yeah. gallon also smoke works and a big brother to the trailer pit we had which is a a myron mixon one one k they call it okay yeah. that's what's on site and we have other pits that we use as needed like for yeah, like well, I mean, i've got a. I've got our pit little text at my house. My buddy Andrew, he's got one of the Weber Smoky Mountains at his. Uh, I think Silas has a Weber Smoky Mountain at his, and um, the rest are uh, Paul's house or distributed. We have a another thousand gallon that's on a trailer that we bought during the hurricane for, for the hurricane, so that we could uh, so that we could cook and for our, um, for our neighbors at uh, this place called Nina Peas. We had. Oh. We had all set up. We had food donated, and we had a bunch of our friends who came and cooked with us. But we have that one. We've got a 500 gallon that we bought off of. Um, he's he was a pit master at a uh, Truth in Houston, and then he oh. moved to Franklin's. And um, it's got a that I really like that pit. It's Jimbo's we great. It, we love Jimbo and Big and Oh yeah, at Awesome Smokeworks. We have the first red barbecue pits that I've ever seen. I'm not saying they're the first. I just hadn't <laughs> seen him. So we. We made the pit room part of the foodertainment, right? The low it's, walls. It's so red. beautiful. It looks gorgeous in and the background. We, I, I put these screens that I can take down and wash. You can see there's some patches where they've melted them a little bit. And yeah. Oh, yeah, there is that one right behind your corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, all of our barbecue pits, we didn't just buy them indiscriminately. It seems like each barbecue pit that we've bought represents a season or time in our For barbecue sure. learning or the restaurant or, you know, we've got a pit to mark the hurricane. You know, we've got a two pits three pits to mark the opening of the restaurant we got a pit for the truck and then um our like the gravity fetty was talking about that's a uh that's a pit that we you know really were able to sleep <laughs> you know so that will give you the odd yeah like and you've learned off of yeah. and you and each pit has its own nuance like every pit to learn yeah. what what yeah. works what doesn't where what position you put the meats with the but, and, yeah. but also too with those pit were those pits there during and what hurricane was it that came through and caused all the havoc because it seems like there's more and more well, we had, yeah <laughs> we had the unwelcome guest of hurricane laura laura I think on august the 27th she landed in 150 mile an hour winds plus little tornadic activity inside of that and we had had a hurricane 15 years ago 17 years ago hurricane rita mm -hmm. which had about 130 mile an hour winds and it blew over some, we hadn't had a big hurricane in 60 years. So it blew over the trees that were more susceptible. And this storm was bigger and uh, it, it did more damage, more building damage, not just trees that fell into things, but buildings that blew apart. One of my laundromats went flat to the ground, completely Whoa. destroyed. Was it slower and it kind of sat longer? It just was vicious, you know, yeah. 150 mile an hour winds plus the little 
tornadic activity inside of that. So that's a five. That's a five, right? Wouldn't that be a five? I mean, it was five miles an hour from being. It was a five out in the Gulf, but it landed as a four. Doesn't uh, we've had four. several fives over the years, and then and then they approach the the land, and you know, lose speed. Something, something disrupts them, and they land softer. Now, yeah. if you're in a low lying area, meaning you're going to get water up, it doesn't matter how big the winds are, right? But in, inland, we're about 35 miles inland. That so Hurricane Laura came in, everyone evacuated. I was going to stay, and then left right at the last minute, and. It was it was really terrible. So it destroyed lots of buildings and disrupted everybody. And, Did it know, destroy it was, any of your buildings themselves too? Like a, the the barbecue joint was spared. God provided for us. We lost wow. one of the big pretty limbs in the backyard. None of the ones that the guests sit under. And we lost some roof roofing in the front of the building that flopped over. And but nothing bad here. And my other business had some pretty significant damage. And uh, and everyone in town was affected. So it's not like some some home even if your home was okay the rest of your life's affected you know there's no power there's no of course there's no there's no business no employees no one has wherever something yeah, in real your life this is difficult everything is yeah it's i lived through the northridge earthquake which was which damaged did tons of damage i was living with my parents way back when but that yeah. it, it we we were about power without power for eight days i think and it's amazing how disruptive that is you don't think about it like and obviously uh, texas went through some some weather issues this year which yeah. were traumatic but now how at that time then so did you said you were feed, you were feeding people locally to, how, how long did it take to reopen the restaurant we came back um i came back the next day I, I couldn't make it all the way to town but i i got here the day after that and then um i think three or four days in there was another group two guys started a uh, place to community so and a hurricane, the ground's level, right? No one has power. So the person, you know, the physician, <laughs> surgeon, and the minimum wage person are kind of all, you know, can't cook. Yeah. Can't. So we prep for that. We, we stage generators everywhere. We have coolers full of food, coolers full of frozen food. And we knew you're not going to be able to get stuff, right, for weeks. So we staged generators and left them running. And then we, so all the food was safe. We, we didn't, we left them running when the storm, you know, before we landed, we, Turn them, turn the power on and our generators on, and, and they'll last about 12 hours. I had other people in town who were going to stay to come put gas in them. And we uh, started cooking at this restaurant about half a mile from here, Laura Plus Five, I think, Monday following the storm, something like that. They had started the day before, maybe two days before, and I pulled in and I brought uh, Lucille, our black 500 gallon, also Smokeworks Pit. And then Sam was able to come back. He was taking care of his mom oh. and his sister. Uh, and he was able to come back a couple of days later and he and I launched out. And then another guy named Chris who just showed up in my yard here, he's from orange. And he says, man, I see you guys on Facebook and stuff. Is, is there anything I could do to help you? I'm like, Oh, sure. So, so Chris was our hand uh, on the first few days. He drove over and uh, it was great. Now he's, he's coming to help us learn barbecue here too. So oh, that's nice. That's how nice is that? That's our start. And then we, uh, this guy called me, he knew me, he was a police officer, did security for Popeye's and he says, man, the local Popeyes, the freezers are at their last day. You know, stuff's still frozen. Do you want this food? So at 9.30 at night, I called whoever was in town, and we took, loaded five pickup truck beds full of frozen chicken tenders and stuff from Popeyes, and they had a reefer trailer parked at that Nina Peas, and we, it took us two weeks to cook all that. It was a lot. Wow, I mean, what an interesting, like, 
no one yeah because I, I, I i've never been through that kind of situation but you're being savvy and doing whatever you can scrappy and that, that's yeah, so other people would donate food and we had this full-size trailer which was chaos just to store everything in this you know there's no one's in charge right there's yeah. 10 people there helping at this kitchen you know feeding side and it was crazy and then sam came back and he led the charge at nina peas uh yeah. he came back a few days after that and yeah we uh i was gonna say those days were kind of hectic like uh i was we had gone to dallas with my mom and my sister and um my sister has cerebral palsy so i really needed to be with them and help them out that's so nice and yes. um and so we took all that took all our dogs went to hotels in dallas and um about i think the day after the storm like we need to be closer so we can start taking care of stuff and so we moved them all to to houston i remember i'd some days I'd have to drive in because I'd have to go back after I cooked to back to Houston. And uh, sometimes I stayed in his house and um, with generators and stuff. But we, uh, but yeah, so I'd drive back to Houston. And when I drive in in the morning, it took about three to four hours to drive in from Houston, Terrible. which it's normally a two hour drive. And, uh, but the road is lined with electric trucks trying to get into, you know, everybody stayed in what Orange or Beaumont and it would just take, took forever everybody's trying to get in to help and you know get in to see their houses and the damage and and so i'd get in about nine or ten o'clock in the morning we'd start up the you know start up the pits put the food on and thank goodness it was just chicken strips it wasn't like we were doing briskets and we had to you know stay yeah. there and do that but but as chicken we cook a lot of it and we could i think we fed maybe three to five thousand people a day it was a lot and then after we got done with that we would leave go fill up all the gas cans go fill up all the generators and then five buildings that had either coolers or fans to blow things out or my house and yeah it was work i I'm, think i sent you a picture of mm -hmm. the back of my truck with all the gas cans that's normal as rain we were yeah and you had to improvise you know the uh, first week you'd have to drive somewhere to get gas and then you know one or two places would open so you wait your hour to turn and fill up 20 gas cans so you'd have enough for three or four days yeah, yeah i was gonna Didn't say you, because a lot of places probably ran out or they weren't able to yeah yeah we didn't no one had power for two weeks and a few places would start to run a generator like the kroger next door i think they yeah. ran their gas station off a generator and they were i'd have to remember but two weeks is in, two weeks is a long time without power a lot of the area was uh six weeks so two weeks to six weeks to get major power restoration were you guys yeah. delivering food to people or were people picking up food for multiple oh they groups? were coming yeah, they would they would we would cook and then about 11 o'clock we would uh start allowing people in and, and there's just be this huge line of people for hours and and we're just running around we had our friends from um this uh greek and lebanese restaurant he came and he ran his oh, uh nice. his little shawarma pit shawarma. off of uh, um <laughs> off of uh Generator. gas or generator yeah. or some of that and uh we had some other friends who uh were barbecue people around here uh mr tommy cynical so that i, I really like that because we got to meet and Absolutely. know uh sometimes we get caught up here and we don't get to get to know some of our barbecue friends who barbecue around us it's a unique time where uh, just hurricanes or natural disasters where everything in your life stops because mm. it it's destroyed or something and uh it forces you to get to know your neighbors better and serve them well and everybody's either fixing their house or fixing their neighbor's house and so it's really community building i hate hurricanes i think you know i've been through three or four of them 
the result of yeah, the byproduct of that of, is yeah yeah is is a stronger community i think we get to see what we're really made of that's mm -hmm. a um and that's uh, important and it's also yeah. too i think that it shows when people are, are down or negative about other people or humans in general i think it shows the humanity and that people they do band together and people there are so many good souls and so many good people that that want to help and it, it does it creates a a bond that's different than if Absolutely. you just your everyday life that's it, and it's also a test like it's something that you have to go through these things are you know it's what makes you who you are yeah. Absolutely. what year was that that was august so eight months ago eight months ago it doesn't even feel like it just like it could have been four years ago it could have been three months it just time time has been so weird with this with yeah. pandemic yeah. but yeah. so eight months ago then when did you guys reopen we opened up the friday two weeks after we had a plan to open without power you know the crew would get hot i had enough generator to run one uh portable ac in the kitchen which really made war with the coolers that are in the kitchen so it's hot and uh but we really just wanted a place that felt like rest you know the backyard didn't get a lot of damage so we kind of cleaned it up some and we, we really just wanted to be able to be a part of people's origin story of a little breather a little mm -hmm. uh respite in the middle of all that chaos it felt like a mil I, I haven't been in the military i have such great respect for him but i lived out of my truck right you you have everything you need. You have food, clothes, water, tools, supplies. Uh, and you, you know, my home was okay. We, we were able to sleep there, but I did sleep in my truck a few times and you lived out of it. And everyone's like that. You're, you're in total push mode. And we thought we need, if we can, let's make a spot in the backyard for people to, you know, have a moment and mm -hmm. feel a little bit of rest. And plus that's really, they're going to attach to us. Like we, we were able to do that and that would be great for, yeah. for us to provide that and then that morning we were one of the first places to get power back so we we had a plan we're opening tonight uh we're going to cook ribeyes because we didn't have time obviously to come cook brisket start yeah. the day before and uh that friday two weeks after so we and then we didn't have a lot of crew we had you know, three or four of us but enough to run a partial day i think it was three to seven i think i have a picture we take a lot of selfies a lot of pictures so i had a picture of the signboard that day which no, was I 9 love that. I lo yeah, yeah. September 11th. oh yeah it was yeah, yeah yeah that's and and i'm going to i'll have a montage i might even make a separate video with photos and kind of some more like chunks of this interview this kind of i think it would be nice for people to see because you've you really documented it really well it's it, and it's important and it's so so then let's let's talk about your menu let's talk about your place let's give people some insight into what you do because it's 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 unique to louisiana yeah we do texas style barbecue with louisiana flair <laughs> yes that's what we call it. so texas style so dry rubs prime brisket everything here is wood smoked all, all the sides are smoked on the cooker on the smokers well virtually there's a couple things like jambalaya pot we cooked the corn mock shoe and uh we we did we stumbled into doing texas style barbecue we didn't know that's what it was again we we were pretty far along and you know yeah, we weren't like uh, some of our other friends in Texas who have barbecue places uh, where they went to one of the top 100 places. And say, I want to do that. You know, we we were just like, we want to barbecue and, you know, or he wanted to bar. He wanted to do ribs for Saints games or some of that. And, um, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> and so we didn't you know, we didn't necessarily know there was that this was Texas barbecue. We just knew this is what. Yeah, you know, we were reading online and doing. And uh, I mean, I think it was quite a few years before we ever went to our first Texas barbecue joint, which was Lockhart in Dallas. Yeah. And then we went to 
Pecan Lodge and Deep Ellum. And uh, oh, that's, like, know. it was one day after another. And I'm like, all right, all my trips from here on out are going to be <laughs> to go to Texas top 100 barbecues yeah. and see what they're doing. And so, so we've made most of the top 50. Most of my trips out of town have been to, uh, uh, you know, it's not vacation into, you know, uh, out of the country or anything. I'm going to Texas to try these barbecue places and see what well, they're doing. So and, that's important too. It's great. And it's, yeah. it's, and it's, it's fun. That's a fun trip. Yeah. We, me and, uh, pretty early on when we were just me and my buddy Colin, who helps us sometimes, uh, Colin. we were kind of getting obsessed with barbecue. And so we made a Friday trip to Austin and, um, we really, we just wanted to go see what Franklin's was all about. And we stood in that line. It was so much fun. And, you know, got there about 6 a.m. and met Aaron, met all the people and uh, talked a little bit about how we were going to start, possibly start a truck and do all this. And uh, then about a year later, we hit every, in one day, we hit every single Houston barbecue place that was on, on the, the top 100. Wow. And, um, it was painful. Uh, we <laughs> realized about Jeez. four four barbecue joints in that we made a mistake and uh we should have split this up but i think we hit at that point it was only like seven so we hit seven of them and uh but it was a lot of fun and um was that like tejas and corkscrew like those that yeah tejas corkscrew there was um pinkerton's mm -hmm. we went Killings. uh killings killings yeah yep in Pearland, and uh i don't think truth was pit there room. yet the pit room first time going there it was is great but we so um, great yeah but it was, I mean, it's just a lot of fun being able to do that. Yeah, I remember the first time I went to, when I went, I did a trip, I think I did five places. And then I was tweeting, I was writing Daniel. I was like, how do you do this? And he's like, <laughs> uh, he's like, you're doing this yourself. Like I was, yeah. I was trying, I was trying to eat everything too. I was like, oh, this is so, it's foolish. <laughs> but it was. Yeah. No, so we, you know, Louis Miller and all the, all the cool places, go to Lockhart, go to, uh, city market in Luling and we get so enamored talking about barbecue on our trips back we've run out of gas twice after stopping <laughs> at true. city market we, we and we're we stop at the convenience store get something to drink don't gas up driving home and uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh so oh, we do, every day we do we do brisket ribs turkey pulled pork half chickens beef ribs who that yeah, right there yes um those beef ribs and those that sausage. turkey is phenomenal is phenomenal what do you you call it something special like the turkey because the turkey well, we want to start a turkey revolution right turkey people revolution. think turkey <laughs> oh they you can see them shrug like oh you're out of the good stuff no 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 Turkey's no no, no. Yeah. that's and one of my favorite things in it and i was when, when i saw turkey i'm like ah oh, this is he knows yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he understands box of joy right there oh uh, such a anyway and and to let the the audience know that it was massive <laughs> it was that's the biggest <laughs> box of almost anything in my life i've ever received and it was it was huge but i saw that thought, ah it was well, that's a, how a we gift freeze. from heaven portions so we had these uh, whole pieces so thought it would yeah. be fun that's was, how you're on the rib list right that's how we or that's uh, the origin story people oh, would get okay. food for fun just to make friends that's how we started so I You're feel I so I feel so fortunate to be on the rib list and also to to have a chance to talk to you guys, but to receive that too that was a gift. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Well, yeah. so, okay, so the, all, those are the proteins that you guys have at all times. And are you guys selling out at a certain point? Nobody here knows about Texas course, style yes, sellout. That's, that's what my, that's my no kind of no. leading to. Yes, they're not understand as understanding as Texas is on selling out. So we we really try to make it. Um, to where we'll have at least everything within an hour of us closing. Okay. Sometimes we get 
hit real hard or we got catering orders that call last minute and they got tons of food and you know we're scrambling to try and do that but uh but that's in louisiana they they think you can just kind of throw it well why don't you just throw another brisket on yeah, yeah. it's it's like, like a, we, it's like we a got briskets on but they're for tomorrow you know <laughs> exactly they gotta cook they gotta cook all night but and so they just think that you can do that because i mean honestly that's that's not abnormal to louisiana like just cook it for a couple of hours instead of cooking it for 12 14 hours so they really some people don't understand that and so it's our job to educate yeah. and so we and also by the pound you're, you're educating people about how to order by the that's pound that's all because of, hard to do oh man. my oh. god where you have plates that is that is one of number the biggest two. struggles i mean i'm not i don't want to budge on that i'd rather we we educate them and create a barbecue culture of course, yeah. Yeah. around here and we we have some friends who are opening up good Texas style barbecue restaurants, um, north of us. And, um, and so they, so they're helping us. We're all kind of coming together to, to really help define a barbecue culture here. And I think it shows, I mean, they, while we get a lot of complaints about, oh my gosh, you know, I spent 50 bucks here and we're like, well, it's we'll help you learn how to order. Right. Mm -hmm. You so, need to order for three people. If you, yeah, if yeah. you order a half pound of everything, you're going to, I mean, you, I mean, I love that. Go ahead and do that. You know, but, but it's, it is, that's a lot of food. Yes. Yeah. yeah but that's yeah. going to, that's going to cost you a lot. And, yeah, um, yeah. and actually and, looking at your prices online, to be honest, compared to what they are like in Los Angeles or in, in Dallas or you're, you're I, I think you're good. You're well-priced. I think so. Yeah. But it's, but to someone that's not used to seeing this on the menu, it's, it's expensive to them. Yeah. And then, and if you buy yeah, a beef, a beef ribs, a pound and a half, probably. Right. Yeah, they're definitely used to that price being hidden within a plate or a meal. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's not that's already portioned out. Yeah, true. yeah, and uh, so we we actually do have some plates. We have a we did that during the boxes. yeah we call them boxes, but we do them um, I like that during the hurricane. So we because we can only do a few things that would really help us get a lot of people. I mean, we probably tripled our business right after the hurricane because we were the only ones open, and so they had tons of people coming in and so we needed to get food out quick and and so we did a rib box and a brisket box and we'd do sandwiches that way they can just say i want the rib box on the brisket box we cut all that and get them yeah, out makes, and, makes um, sense, and we've kind of done a progression of what we could do great so we opened up with no to go and a, a couple fewer things because we just I, we're, we're introducing ourselves for the first time so you didn't want to stumble out of the gate so yeah. we added house-made sausage later we added some of the sides later we added our daily specials later we've added the signature events we try to do some kind of fine dining signature event a few times a year uh we haven't done any of those since the covid broke out but what we don't want what we don't want is to be so we're used to working at the red line but we don't want to ask all the crew to always do at the red line every day yeah. and we sure don't want us to be over the red line unnecessarily so it makes sense we yeah. didn't do go until the covid broke out when then i always wanted to do a robust to go we're in a bedroom community area and i said well that's the day so today we're going to do we're going to train all our guests to do takeout so so three people in the yard to take orders so six more staff members every day you know and we we did a ton of to go uh after that and we now we do both but we've turned off the delivery at the moment because we just don't want you to wait in line while i cut a delivery order in front of you yeah, so we makes sense. Build another system, or we may do build another location to do to go. No, 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 that's smart. I think that's yeah, that's that would make more sense. What we don't want is you to get a diluted experience. When you come here, we want it to be the best we know how, yeah. uh, best food we know how to cook, uh, and the and 
happy people. So we got a hundred percent of our crew back after the storm. We paid everybody and, you know, cause they're great. We were so grateful for them. God's blessed us with them. And we wanted to provide that and, and uh, just to, to have an experience where hospitality is our first point of view, not an afterthought after, you know, not the soup Nazi, I guess. We also have a bunch, I mean, with our Texas items we do, I mean, we also do our own beef sausage. We've got beef and jalapeno and we, we literally went to one class just so that we could, uh, so that I could learn how to do sausage from John Lewis. Go John Lewis. John, that's smart. That's yeah. He and, uh, knows Lewis stuff, barbecue yeah. out there. We love 17th street barbecue and Mike Mills and Amy Mills. We love all these people. So we, we went to their barbecue business class and, uh, oh, okay. that was, that's smart. Yeah. And so we, we learned a lot from them. I know some other people, I think, uh, the guy from Cadillac, he went, I saw him yeah, with, Todd, uh, yeah. pictures and stuff. And, um, and that's how we met a lot of our friends who have barbecue places all over the country. And, and, uh, so we learned a lot. They, they do different barbecue than us, but they had some really great advice. And I'd, their business I'd tell anybody to take so, those. Yeah. yeah. I definitely tell people to take those classes when they open back up after COVID. Unfortunately, Mr. Mike yeah, Mr. Uh, died this year and we, you know, we miss them a lot. And so we loved it so much that the, I think the next year, the year after we took their whole hog class, which oh. was really helpful for us. Was, whole hog extravaganza or something. Is that what they call it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now fun. we, we get uh mother's day. We got a call. Somebody wants to do a, a whole hog. And I'm like, uh, yeah, we can do that. And oh, so that's we so... a hog pit. we're going to have to build one. Yeah, we're gonna I build was a one. welder in, in college. So we'll, we'll go weld us a hog pit. Yeah, we, it sounds like Paul, you're a renaissance man. That sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> do everything but now so we learned how to do sausage and we've really been ramping that up that's also allowed us to make uh our own boudin which boudin. is real louisiana we're really trying to add more louisiana stuff because we we love texas barbecue but we we also want our own culture and our own flair you need to infuse that i think that's important to infuse that for sure yeah so now we started uh, last week, we started doing boudin balls. Really, if you want to uh, infuse Louisiana into barbecue, you just fry everything. Drop it in right? So, <laughs> so we got uh, these cheese boudin balls. and um, That's hilarious. Oh, our first we TikTok oh, video was our, so now you know. We do fried ribs. So sometimes we'll have, we'll have leftover ribs and we'll, um, you know, we'll batter them and fry them up and they're delicious. It's the only way, I mean, I don't like reheated ribs. I'm not, you know, or they're they're great but they're not as good and so we can't sell it yeah. here so we're like but if you fry them mm. they're delicious they're so good interesting so we okay fridays. you said wait, okay. i think i was talking over you fried rib fridays yeah fried ribs friday yeah <laughs> I love and that. uh now it's kind now it's kind of becoming fried everything friday so we're uh <laughs> We're frying, uh, we take bites. mac and cheese and we fry into little mac bites and that's smart and, uh, and, I've uh, actually had that before, like a certain, and it was, it's so good because of that crust and then you got the gooey center. Yeah. 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 We got that. Uh, but that's, that's another way. Like if, uh, you know, if we have too much Mac one day and you know, our Macs very expensive, very expensive and very delicate. And so it's, um, it's kind of sensitive. And so we were like, well, man, we can take it and fry it up and, and they're delicious. They're great appetizers for kids. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have other Louisiana dishes like we do red beans and rice, which I love, and corn mock shoe, which is kind of this Cajun yeah, what corn is that? bisque. It's it's corn and cream, lots of cream. I mean, tons of cream, tons of fat. Tasso, which is uh, smoked, semi-smoked pork. It's not all the way, but it's uh, it's just kind of cured smoked pork, and it's delicious and it adds a lot of flavor uh, to the dish with 
and then we put rotel and some and deep uh, louisiana saute in the bottom yeah deep, lots is of that of available every day? every day every day every yeah. day all our sides yeah. are every day okay yeah so we uh and then we have uh my we hired our my buddy silas he's um he's actually running the pits right now and we he is a culinary person he loves cooking mm -hmm. and doing all that so we do he came up today i think we're doing the silas burger so yes it's called so gouda you be crying or something like that but it's a gouda <laughs> burger with uh that we smoke our burgers we don't grill them and so he puts gouda and candied jalapenos and bacon uh, onion uh, jam on them it's uh, just so good and gouda is a nice cheese to use for a burger it's a it's unique too especially like a smoky burger like that, the smoked Gouda really adds mm. and compliments to it. So yeah. for Cinco de Mayo, we're doing something we've never done. We're doing tacos. So we've got barbacoa that I just ordered. I just got some beef cheeks in. So we're going to be playing with that this week. And we're really trying to add tacos to our menu. I want to, you know, we got a bunch of different ideas for that, but we really want, especially for summer, those things are great. And now that festivals are kind of starting to open back up, we really want some more portable. For sure. Portable Good make a gumbo food. in the winter we'll uh um, that's true yeah we make our own and uh we use smoked chicken Silas in it we'll do it. smoked elements and all that <laughs> and, but we we're really trying to fuse the two and and hopefully come out with a barbecue identity for louisiana and yeah it um, seems like you're slowly like carving your way into into exactly what because it's, it's there's still it feels like it yeah like you're like 85 percent there of what you really because yeah. but actually i'm sure that you'll continue to add things what do you guys make desserts too oh yeah we do a uh, blackberry rum sauce bread pudding i saw them on my <laughs> a little a little fluffier bread pudding sometimes louisiana bread pudding can be kind of dense you can make it mm. out of french bread sometimes the the crust is really dark so we we went that in that blackberries are a very louisiana oh. thing i'm in love with blackberries i, mean, I love blackberries. like i love my wife but they're very good <laughs> yeah. and our, my daughter hannah is on our team she's our marketing leader and events leader and she led the charge in finishing the blackberry bread pudding it's so great and then we do a so what says texas style barbecue with louisiana floor flair more than banana pudding right? putting, texas yes. style barbecue and bananas foster louisiana flair so we foster bananas and put them on top of a oh. pudding and so we call it bananas foster pudding that's genius that's so good we have that's a few other so desserts good. that we've also done some of them will rotate them in and out some of them are kind of high production costs so we'll pick them out when they're like we do this brookie a chocolate chip cookie and brownie and you swirl and you freeze it and you cut slices they're really pretty they're a bit of yeah. work so we, we'll roll them out when they uh when their time is right from time to time is it a lineup do you guys line up do you order at the counter and then grab your plate or is it something where you order and then the food's delivered no, it's to you? all it's all the line right texas okay, style line. Texas we built style, a okay. custom cutting board like a 10 foot long board with our flame of freedom the logo in the center and uh, we, we bought this cool you know glass thing so try to emulate what we see in the coolest parts of Texas joints. Okay. And, uh, and we made the queue uh, where you line up, we put the drink trough and we put our storyboard. I think I sent you those pictures yeah, yeah. on the wall. Mm -hmm. So they have something to do. I think we have, I don't know, 35 beers uh, and a handful of mixed drinks stuff in a can. So they're real pretty to look at and fun to do. And then you watch and listen as the guys are calling out and people are brand new, right? What's this? And you know, half pound of this. And you start cutting. Whenever, if you're not, if you're not selling the beef ribs, just pull them out, set them on the board. We have two cutting stations there and it's about, it's, it's exactly yeah. the same size as our trailer, our little cutting area. It's eight foot by about 12. And, uh, and you pull that out and people go, what's that? Of course. <laughs> the beef ribs are flying out the door and, you know, cut, if you have time in the crush, you're not handing out samples as often, but, uh, 
will hand out samples and people all of a sudden love turkey. If you hand them, we, I, we find people, whatever they eat the first time, that's what they eat until you make them try something else. <laughs> that's then so try funny. It. Yeah, it's, it's human nature. That's what I remember the first time I ordered at a barbecue restaurant. The first time we went, Paul ordered, just ordered a big platter and all that stuff. But the first time I did was at Franklin's and you've got hundreds of people behind you. And this cutter, he's he was super nice, uh, but he was also like, let's go. You got to know yeah, his job is. Oh, yeah, you. yeah. And so I was like, I didn't know what to do. Uh, I ordered way too much, which was perfectly fine for me. Yes. We brought leftovers home to, to Paul and some other friends and all that stuff. But uh, I just remember that feeling. And I was like, well, we need to have it set up. We can't. It's not like um, in Texas where corkscrew can cut in the back and you just order right there. Because yeah, yeah, most people know what they're doing. If they don't know what they're doing, they can ask somebody in line. They'll tell them how to order. And uh, But for us, you know, part of that experience is, is not just being, I mean, everybody loves to see the meat get cut. Everybody loves to see it all laid out in front of them and do all that stuff. But also it allows our guys to explain what's going on and how our whole system works and how to order and just educate them on what things are. Also, I, I love giving, giving out Turkey, you know, just because first timers, they have no idea. And so I want to, we want to open their Chicken, the brisket, how great I mean, it is. No one here, is eating a properly trimmed prime brisket, heavy black pepper forward rub, wood smoked and rendered just right. That mm -hmm. is hard to find. And if you go to the top 50 barbecue joint, you go to Texas, Houston, you, this, the seven joints you just yeah. mentioned, that's, that's normal, right? It's not normal. Yeah. So people get a bite of that. You, there's some education. Well, you're mm -hmm. used to that old style, we'll scrape the fat off on the board and only get the so it takes a minute. And then once you get them on there, their eyes are open. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But so if you, and if, and if you have some brisket and you have some turkey and you have some, like you have all those things on the, it, they all balance each other. It's so, it's so nice to yeah, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're teaching people. You're educating right, yeah. along the way. And then, so then is it the same station where you're getting, and then you get your sides at the same, like right down the line. Is that how you're doing it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you start off with the cutters and you go to our, uh, our girls who are doing sides and uh and we got all of our uh desserts behind us in the fridge or you know we have bread pudding on the line because it's got to stay hot but uh it's all just presented right there in front meat of market you. style yeah it's a, it's a, yeah you can see all the oh that's the so great right there. the gloriousness that's right yeah so that's so this is so you said you're only you're what about two hours from houston right yes you cross the border, you have to cross the border into a different state. Like, people could do that, right? They're allowed to do that. These yes. Days. This yeah. is America. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, wasn't there a time where they're like going to shut down states and stuff? But uh, no, so, yeah. so, but, so it's about two hours. How far are you from, is it, and, and do you guys pronounce it New Orleans or am I pronouncing it correctly? New Orleans. New Orleans yeah. uh, it's three, three hours with no traffic okay. to New Orleans. And then, and you guys are open Thursday through Sunday right now, right? Wednesday through Saturday. Why am I thinking? Did I see something that said Thursday through Sunday? Am I? I know Sunday. I was thinking you wouldn't be open Sunday because of of church, right? Like there's because I'm sure. But so so then it's Wednesday. Okay, so you're open Wednesday through that Saturday. That way we can go to church. That yeah. us to go. Yes, you should. And we use the place for. Are they coming uh, to stuff. church with food? They're coming anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could for a lot of our uh, a lot of gigs for our church. But we uh, we use the place for stuff on Sunday. We'll let community groups or church groups use it we okay. have uh, that's one of the other reasons and we wanted to i wanted the crew to still love it here in five years but we're not anyway maybe if we 
build enough leaders, we'll open more, maybe. But today, this is what we're doing for sure. Wow. So it's so Wednesday, and then is it eleven? You said eleven o'clock, but 11 people are lining. Nine. Are people right. lining up around ten thirty or so on the weekends? I mean, like on the Friday. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Some people. There's always a car parked waiting at ten o'clock. <laughs> like. Yeah. There. Uh, usually, they'll start lining up around ten forty-five, and then around ten forty-six, they'll be getting angry that we didn't open the doors already. Ten forty-six. <laughs> so, uh, exactly. You'd always do yeah. it ten forty-six. Yeah, and uh, so it's just, um, but we'll, especially on Saturdays, there's, you know, we'll get some people lining up. Like yesterday, it was a crazy Wednesday. Wednesdays usually aren't super busy for us. Yesterday, they, I guess people were out working. It was nice and sunny outside. And um, really, it is uh, the weather. The weather affects a lot. I didn't think that when I was going into this, that weather, you know, because I'd go eat somewhere, whether it's rainy or not. Yeah. And, um, but that, you know, it's been real nice this spring and um, just so many people came out yesterday and we had a big line waiting to get in at the door. But again, this isn't Texas. They had to wait longer than 15 minutes. They, uh, they were, there's going to be some reviews <laughs> online. You yeah. know? We do steak night on Saturday night and that's a big draw. We, that was our okay. tradition after Laura. We cooked, we had ribeyes and like, well, let's cook that because we could do it, you know, without waiting. And so we made a tradition and then uh, for lunch and dinner, uh, we'd have a little break between this, but for lunch and dinner, like right after the hurricane, we'd have huge lines snaking through the whole restaurant. It was hard to sit down because you had people standing there. And yeah. so, um, so that was like our, our kind of first experience with a, a, big a giant Texas barbecue line that you see everywhere. But normally, I mean, we're not, we're not just open. We don't run out by two or three o'clock. And so it really, we're open for lunch and, and dinner. So we, uh, so we don't normally have a huge rush or once in a while we that. run out, but of something, but we, try we, we got to. a chart, we chart out what's the weather, you know, to gauge. Yeah, yeah, you, put, you plot that out, you, you plan it and try to try to figure out the best way to, to manage that so that you can cycle through it. And are people leaving around, what time are people straggling out of there around eight or nine o'clock? Well, if it's a nice night and there's music, there'll be people here till after close. I, okay. our other post lore tradition for me is I'll sing the national anthem to close the night <laughs> if there's a band. Oh, here. you do? Okay. And there's almost always, if the weather's nice, there's people here till 9 30. We don't mind. They can visit. We'll clean up around them and yeah, we we'll cruise out of here by 10 o'clock. We kind of need the backyard to where, I mean, we, we, we can have, leave and they can stay. It's yeah, okay. we have picnic tables. Uh, we don't have a lot of four, four seaters or anything like that. We want people to have, a communal kind yeah, of family yeah. experience and so they usually have fun and hang out here and we're like yeah yeah we're gonna close y'all can kind of hang out in the backyard if oh, y'all want last call for the restroom anybody good okay good. yeah <laughs> yeah you so, i mean we're just you know it's um we re we have great customers and uh and they love us and we love them and Friends. so we're <sighs> so we've all I mean, that's, that's why we started doing barbecue and, and the restaurant wasn't a way like, Oh, well we can make money at this. It was, we need, you know, we want to do this more. And so we need, you know, we can start a restaurant and, you know, that'll uh, pay for our expansion of friend making through barbecue. And so we really, that's beautiful. you know, we have lots of regulars that we know. And, um, and I think that's one of the coolest things for the guys who work for us is, is their regulars will come in. Yeah, and um yeah. and they know them they'll see them out in town uh i i always wear paul's rib shack shirts everywhere because that's uh i mean i'm gonna have to go to work at some point <laughs> that day probably even if we're off like we got we got stuff to do i'll go to sam's i'll go somewhere and i always get stopped and somebody like, do you do you work at paul's rib shack yeah and uh i go there all the time and so we, oh, we talk that's and so nice really form a lot of uh 
relationships and friendships. Uh, he was talking about our buddy Chris, who came and helped out during the hurricane because he had seen our barbecue place on online, then saw about the hurricane, and now he's, I mean, he's got a, a regular job that he works in Orange, but uh, he wants to come and work whenever he's off. And he's like, I don't like to sit around, so now we're uh, we're getting him involved. And oh, so nice. He's, um, he's a great guy, and so just the. Uh, you know, the community aspect, they always talk about the barbecue family, things like that. That's, that's definitely true. I mean, somehow barbecue brings people together. Unlike any other food that I've mm -hmm. ever well, seen or any other restaurant I've worked at. It's, um, I think it's because people sense the care and the, I mean, taking seven years to learn how to cook one type of food is a long time. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you know, they, they connect with the story. They, see we work hard and that really i think that resonates with uh not only louisianans and americans in general but people specifically in our town we're hard working we have plants we have you know um a lot of blue collar jobs and i think they want to support people who work as hard as they do uh -huh. you know oh, yeah i'm not saying we I mean, being out in the hot sun and the plants all day is definitely different no, than that's not an easy job. being under these nice shaded trees, you know, trees. but, but I think they like to see, um, hard workers. I mean, I know well, also I too, they see the big, they see the big apparatus behind you. Like it's in their mind. Like these are things you don't have at your home. Like you're not going to, yeah. not necessarily, no one's going to have a thousand gallon pit in there. And it's, so yeah. it's, it's this magical experience and they know, how, and people are starting to realize how, how much time it takes and how good it is. And it's, sharing barbecue is special there's something it's yeah there's something very special about though and especially meeting other people when you're sitting like uh, you guys like communal tales you're meeting other people that are like-minded or that just want to enjoy the like it's and then you could have lifelong friends or people that yeah. you see often i i know for a fact that people will watch this and listen to this and want to visit you guys and the fact that you're you wouldn't think about it but it's two hours from houston that's not a lot of people so many people are going to houston for the barbecue trails and for for visits and for barbecue yeah. vent adventures or just to to go there for business too so you're not that far and you're going somewhere magical where you guys have created something really special thank you, I, I i i can't thank you guys enough for taking the time for number one for sending the food that's that was amazing <laughs> and i'm taking care of my mom and it was so special for her too oh, because good. she's been going through all these like physical problems but she's getting better and yeah. she has faith that she will and i have faith that she will and that when i arrived she was she was like oh kevin what is this <laughs> like this is because <laughs> sometimes like she was like what are you like, like she knows my passion and she, my side bit that this is my business but she also when things like that arrive she's like well people like it's real this <laughs> it puts like yeah. a because like, you know the internet and all these you know it's yeah. and then also too i can't wait to visit you guys it's i i cannot wait and i want i want to hang out with you guys i want to i want to enjoy that i'll probably come for multiple days because there's so many things to, to see and i'd like to you know see your your uh your ribeye night too you guys will probably add other nights too as time goes as the summer goes on right maybe yeah. i don't I don't know. Well, we, uh, we like we like keeping it special. It is very special. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, we like we like change things up. Um, the funnest part about the barbecue for us was learning how to do it, learning new things, and yeah. being able to uh, to do that. So we're, you know, for the past couple of years, it's been really all producing, and then recently we've gotten back into testing and doing things. And so I know we have um, 
probably plans on the book to do some uh whole animal smokes especially louisiana stuff but alligator yeah alligator <laughs> smoked alligator would be cool i know that's a i've seen that's a thing in uh it's a place in california i can't remember mm-hmm. i saw that i saw videos of that yeah it was and, in uh, it's well it, where, where moosecraft barbecue at smorgasbord where they used to have there was yeah. a guy that would do alligator every so often yeah well we um i was like man we're in louisiana why aren't we doing that yeah you, you know, we have tons of alligators uh-huh. so we're thinking you know just thinking through some of those things and trying to just keep things interesting and um i mean bar texas barbecue in louisiana is already interesting enough for some of our people but um but we want to we kind of want to push that you know how how louisiana can we get with this and yeah. um, let's still have let's still have that central texas style barbecue yeah. And, yeah. and and it's i i think can't thank you guys enough we've uh people's attention we were talking for about an hour and 20 something minutes, and this is and it doesn't seem like i didn't realize it was even 8 30 on my time <laughs> that's thank you guys because this is splendid you guys and you guys are great souls and and you're passionate about what you do and paul you've been so uh you've given me so much information about you visually that i appreciate too that uh really helps kind of round out the whole story and i'll have something before at the beginning of this youtube so if you're listening to this on the podcast jump to the youtube side so you can see that and then i'll also make something companion that'll kind of detail your story because that's it's important that people know you know where you're from and now now people hopefully have felt like they've met you too and now when they come visit they're your friends or they think they're your friends and they'll become (laughs) you guys are welcome them with open arms it sounds like a great place to visit and if you're in the area i i and you don't know about it, and someone somehow you don't know about Paul's Rib Shack. I'm sure people will come visit because it sounds like you've created a nice little destination, little oasis. Well, thank you, and thank you for how you're supporting our trade. I mean, it's a joy to well, I, listen to your I love stories it. and all the people you host. And so, thank you for the hard work. Thank you. I, I I love it, and I can't wait to. I've been kind of sequestered, so I can't wait to to run free and then finally finally yeah. see the yeah. side of these other than see people at a small screen i like to see them in real life i like i like people too <laughs> so thank yeah. you guys so much have a great week have a good uh rest of your week and uh stay safe and uh i'll uh, i'll have this done probably about two weeks maybe a little bit less and i'll I'll, I'll I'll send you both the youtube and the the podcast side so uh, the links for those but thank you guys so much have a great day awesome. and uh i'll hopefully uh, see you very soon hope you see the summer right, yeah. be a nice hot sweaty day and it'll be a lot of fun life is more fun on the rib list (laughs) i'm on the and i'm on the rib list thank you so much all right take care guys